Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is a Lip Media Podcast. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we are recording. We pay our respect to elders past and present and the Aboriginal elders of other communities who may be listening today. Welcome to The Gays Are Revolting, a definitive weekly news source for contemporary gays. We put the G in LGBTQIA+, and we're here to help you be the best G you can be. You can follow us on Instagram at Gays Revolting Pod, or join our Facebook group at The Gays Are Revolting. And if you'd like to support the podcast and listen to our after shows, head on over to patreon.com slash gaysrevoltingpod for a heap of extra content. Oh, hello. Hey, everyone. Welcome, Welcome back, back, Luke. All of us are here. Luke, we missed you last week. I got a week off. Did you guys yeah. enjoy what were you, I knew it was something social. What were you doing? It's my one social outing a year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had a birthday party and it was an important one. Cute. Were you in the cake? <laughs> well, I stupidly, I was the one that organized it. So uh, I invited everybody. If you want a week off, the podcast, oh, God, just tell us so. it was so stupid I invited everyone and I was like it was a surprise party too so I was like don't mm-hmm. tell anyone that you're coming and it was one of my friends that reminded me a message and said don't you record yeah. show <laughs> like Yes, I do, Brenda. <laughs> and so, unfortunately, I missed last week, but Word of the Gay stepped in. Yes, we had a great time with Word of the yeah, Gay. Yeah, there was so much fun. Uh, exciting job. new stuff and heard mm-hmm. some wonderful stories. But we should probably introduce ourselves for this yeah. week. I'm too cheap to buy new clothes, so instead I wear old clothes and call myself an environmentally conscious queen. My name's Thomas Jaspers. <laughs> <laughs> and I just took a DNA test. Turns out I'm 100% that bitch. Kyle. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, I'm the crocodile that came up and bit that kid's guts out. His, <laughs> his head went that way and his leg went that oh, way. That's the My name's ever. Luke. That, uh, pro- that yes. reference probably is. You know lost. that guy grew up. They did. So I think like the project. Did he get really hot? Found him. Yeah, he's like a personal trainer or something. Now. Yeah, totally. Yeah, he had some. Oh, do you know who else was little and got into personal training? <laughs> um, is it Stuart Little? Like you know the little boy from Stuart Little? Yeah, that's Google announced. pictures of him now. Really? And he's like some tank oh, muscle wow. man. The yeah. only like kid that grew up that I'm interested in is uh, Macaulay Culkin. He is fascinating. I love. Oh, him. he looks and real I, methy. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, I find him really attractive still. Real? Yeah, even like, with that caved in nose, I still love him. But of course, the really exciting news this week that has got Australian gay social media a buzz is that I'm is going to announce- Italy. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yes. yeah, I'm yeah. going to Italy. <laughs> uh, no, the announcement of the uh, upcoming Australian RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. I mean, all the information that we have at the moment is that ITV have signed on to, to we produce it. We have no date. We don't know who's hosting yeah. it or anything like that. But of course, gay social media has gone crazy, especially drag social oh, media. Boy. Melbourne's Drag Awards are coming up this Monday. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it's gone from like a quirky little fun night, like, Sisterly yeah. night to like no, everyone is everyone's like going out and yeah stepping out because they're all thinking that there's going to be like talent oh, scouts. scouts there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of I found it so hard because we talked to Karen from finance. I do. Yeah, yeah I want to say it. like we basically announced it on this show, <laughs> and it was so hard not to be that bitch on Reddit because I'm always on yeah. there. Oh. And I wanted to post that night and be like, "No, nah, <laughs> like, I've got mm-hmm, the thesis. Yeah. I know this uh. is going down." I, I like as a huge fan of Drag Race Thailand. Mm-hmm. I'm much more excited for all of the spinoffs. Yeah, um, yeah, all the international ones. So exciting. Well, yeah, my my problem has always been that Ripple's Drag Race defines drag as such a mm. like it's got such a box of what drag is. Yeah, but I think that going to Thailand and the UK and now Australia. Yeah, I'm actually really excited about it because they are going to start showcasing. We'll become like Eurovision. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It'll be so cool, and it'll be so cool to see how like other people's cultures are integrated yeah. into their drag. Yeah, Australian drag would just be so funny. I think like, will, Captain yeah, Kim, Lamingtons, like all weird. Oh god, shit. the um, <laughs> Snatch Game's gonna be. Yeah. yeah. Oh god. 
the, all, the amount of drag queens already fighting on Facebook over who's doing yes, Kath and Kim I've seen a is lot of amazing. That. I hope there's a good Julia Gillard in there yes. or something like that. I think it would be really or fun. Or like Pauline. <laughs> oh, Pauline Hanson would be amazing. Pauline has had a big week. Yes. Yeah, well. oh, didn't, she, didn't she fly to Uluru? Yeah, like, she did this big thing. Yeah. She's provided a lot of material yeah. for, I think, the next season really of Drag gives. Race. She really yeah. gives back. <laughs> um, just to recap very quickly, Pauline Hanson, of course, shutting climbing of Uluru off to the general public because it's disrespectful to mm-hmm. Indigenous yes. people. Pauline Hanson disagrees with that, so she went to Uluru and did this big thing with the <laughs> press where they filmed her climbing Uluru because well, you can still do yeah. it for the next few weeks and then got stuck coming she down. And there's a great footage of her screaming, I can't get down. <laughs> she also called yeah, herself yeah. Indigenous. Yeah, oh, oh, that's indigenous right. No. To an Indigenous person. And <laughs> yes. said to this like amazing Indigenous girl, oh, if my country's not Australia, what is it? And this girl's like, England? <laughs> <laughs> Suck it. But yes, Drag Race, I'm excited. Who do you want to see on there? Uh, it's more I don't want to... This is controversial, <laughs> but I don't want to see Courtney act. Ooh. Yep. Like, I enough. don't think it'll happen despite well, I just kind of get the feeling posts. it's going to be Rue. It sounds more like it's going to be Do you think like Rue would UK be involved? Because RuPaul loves... You, I think you were saying when we had Karen that RuPaul loves Australia because his... Well, his look, partner. he's got a good knowledge of Australian culture and yeah. stuff. I mean, he's always like... He's quoted Kath and Kim and... Well, isn't um, his partner Australian? Yeah, his partner's yeah. Australian. And I think he spends a bit of time mm. here. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of funny because like all these queens are posting like their dream Australian lineup mm. for RuPaul's Drag Race Australia. And they're posting like all these obvious ones like Art Simone and Film a Box and all those sorts of things. <laughs> I it's love like every time you say Film a Box. Film a Box. It's such a good name. <laughs> and of course, those girls deserve to be on it. But of course, they're not going to put all of the cream of the crop in the first season. You've got yeah. to say, like, you know, if you look at the American ones, they've also got to find a few like ones that you're Up not and expecting. Comers. And I'm enjoying uh-huh. sort of thinking of the one, like, because everyone's thinking of these scene queen drag queens. Yeah. But there's always going to be like, you know, you, you, the ones that aren't necessarily always performing in the mm-hmm. bars, but, you know, your Dolly Diamonds or your Trevor yeah. Ashleys and those sorts of people who are very successful queens, mm-hmm. but, you know, do theatre performances yeah. and that sort of stuff. Mm. When you're established drag queen, this is actually mm. going on a televised mm. competition can actually do more damage to your it career. Can, yeah. <laughs> and if, you, if you're doing that well, it'll be interesting too, because, you know, even though this is the first season of Australia, mm. it already carries such prestige totally. here. Yeah. Did y'all watch the Meet the Queens videos for the UK season? I saw season? the first I haven't few. Known. Bag of Chips is so funny. Just the name. Oh, well, all the names. All the, yeah. I already can tell what type of season and how it's going to be different mm. from American Drag Race, because almost every name is a pun. Mm. There's like something <laughs> I'm so long. upset because my drag name that I thought was so original that I came up with is like one of the queens what of the is show. It? because I always said if I ever did drag my drag name would be Crystal Beth and oh, there yeah. is a Crystal Beth and I was like I Amazing. thought that was like I thought I was so original with that but uh, apparently not but it looks like a good season and yeah. uh, the tea is is that there's a bit more drama compared to the American yeah, right. and I, I, that's what I'm excited about too I think the American show is so ingrained in like how social yeah. media impacts your career after yeah. you've been on mm-hmm. the show that the queens that are coming in on season 11 mm. season 12 are so primed to like not actually actually mm. get involved in anything yeah. controversial. Yeah, interesting. Whereas I think seasons of Drag Race mm. Thailand, UK, and potentially Australia, we don't have that perceived knowledge yet mm-hmm. of how the fan base is going to react. Uh, yeah. Also, I think just the accents are going to make everything like 40 times funnier. Well, the thing <laughs> I'm really excited about the UK Drag Race is that um, a lot of UK drag queens, at least in my experience, are ex-theatre performers. Yeah. I think yeah, you and I talked about this. Yeah, yeah, podcast. I remember you talking about it. And so a lot of them, like their background is, is that they've studied mm-hmm. theatre or music theatre or something like oh, that. Yeah. And then gone into drag so that's totally whereas up your alley. The, yeah. Yeah. yeah whereas a lot of the US ones it's more about being a scene drag queen and then getting on stage and performing mm-hmm. they're not necessarily come from theatre trained backgrounds yeah. so I think stuff like the stand up the snatch yeah. game that sort of oh stuff God, is going to be a completely so different level to the US version I even can't the wait. songs <laughs> almost every queen was like oh I sing yeah. and I, I yeah. do a bit theatre and I dance yeah. and I can yeah, you yeah, know yeah, like yeah. almost every queen says I also love your UK accent I can't wait for that absolutely And this week, we're actually joined by queer YouTuber, Dutchie. So stick around for that. So as I was saying before, today we're joined by Megan Dykeman, better known as Australian YouTuber, Dutchie. Thank you so much for coming in, Dutchie. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) So thrilled to have you here. Uh, Now, the YouTube world is huge, and we've seen so many LGBTQIA plus people rise to prominence in that space. What inspired you to start making videos? Was it a need to have sort of a presence for other LGBT people? Well, I actually started off because my dad has a big influence on, like, me, obviously, and he (laughs) had his own wedding photography business. Oh, yes. So, yeah, he was really into the filming and, like, photography and editing. I was always watching him edit in the back room. And then, yeah, I've been making videos ever since I was a little girl. Um, But I only started making LGBT content probably two years into YouTube. Mm -hmm. 
Oh. I actually started making LGBT content because I was going through my own struggles. Yeah. I just started doing that because I thought, hmm, this might be relatable. And then it picked up and mm, turned mm. out it was really relatable. Mm. Mm. And is, did it, do you feel like it helped you when you were going on that journey and um, coming to terms with everything, the comments and the feedback that you received yeah. on your yeah. videos? Was that something that helped you? Really, yeah. a lot. And um, a lot of the messages that I got even saying that it was really helping others and yeah. stuff, that really yeah. pushed me to keep creating that content yeah. that I do. Yeah. Which is a beautiful thing, I guess, about YouTube mm. and social media in general is yeah. that it's helping you to get through the stuff that you're processing, but it's also yeah. great helping for other kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that might not have friends that they can talk to and stuff to see yep. that stuff and realize mm-hmm. that other people are going through it as well. So congratulations. Yeah. Helping yeah. People Thank out. you. <laughs> and popping up in that suggested field as well. You yeah. know, YouTube makes things like accessible as yeah, well. Absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah. super accessible. It's kind of weird, but I feel like the internet knows when you're gay before you do sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, like you could log into my YouTube account and suddenly say like, oh yeah, this is uh, a yeah. homosexual. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I, I feel like if I was younger and had YouTube back then, it would mm. Start suggesting content to me to really help mm. form mm. my sort of worldview. Unfortunately, of, of in our day, yeah. darling, it was a, the blockbuster video. Was <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they didn't have like a suggested LGBTI videos thing at the blockbuster. The closest store. we had yeah. was like the thriller section of oh, Blockbuster, yeah. <laughs> where they <laughs> have like wild yeah. things or the back and, room, like, yeah. sexy VHS tapes. Um, so we do this podcast, and and Dan luckily edits it for us because our I know wonderful producer. Yeah, it is mm-hmm. a shit ton of work mm. to edit something together, and I know that video work takes a lot more than that piecing mm. things together making sure the shots are right etc i'm not sure that people really know how much time and effort actually goes into how long does it take you to put together like a single video i honestly wish people knew <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like i understand know. yeah a lot so one video it depends what i'm filming yeah um it can take anywhere between an hour and two hours to film probably an extra two hours to edit and thumbnail and then probably an extra half an hour to upload so probably five to six hours for one wow. video and, and lucky you're already pretty because if we were trying to make <laughs> if this was a visual podcast and we were trying to make Luke look pretty oh, it would boy. be a lot of work i tried i tried to start a youtube like years ago yeah, and yeah. then realized no no, no. <laughs> this is not, not yeah the that's thing. that's daunting you've got to get Terrible. into audio <laughs> it's a lot you just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Dutchie, your videos that focus on like bisexual issues, um, they get a lot of views. Yeah. Is it important that you're creating content that specific members of the community can like really connect with? Yeah, definitely. And I've found like those videos are, as you said, the ones yeah. that do best. Mm. I think when you're really open and raw about mm-hmm. your own struggles and things you've gone through, that's when people can relate the most. And I yeah. think that's why. And because I know even within the community, there is biphobia. Like there's yeah, so yeah, yeah. much of Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. 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 So it's so important to like talk about it a lot more because yeah, the people still ignore it or push it away and say like, it doesn't exist. That sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, like exactly. even, yeah. It is why. awful seeing people in the LGBT community. Like yeah. turning on saying, each other. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Or even just dismissing that somebody's sexuality exists. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I, um, I don't understand how someone is, someone in the community who has already been through their Gone through all process, the struggles exactly, and then can, can yeah. turn and say to somebody else. So it's, it's fantastic weird. that you're creating content and putting yeah. it out there yeah. where you unashamedly talk about yourself and, and uh, yeah. uh, your bisexual starter pack I thought was a fantastic <laughs> one. <laughs> Thank you. Um, obviously very tongue in cheek. Yeah. A great way of just sort of saying, yeah, we are yeah. absolutely here, yeah. and uh, and we can have a laugh as well. But yeah. we are here. Yeah. I owned a lot of the clothes in that video. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Wait, am I? <laughs> I'm so <laughs> glad to hear that. I'm so glad. Are you bisexual? <laughs> <laughs> how do you decide what queer messages you want to promote to your channel? Like, what are the ones? How do you decide what stands out to you and what, what's important to work into your messaging? Honestly, I ask my followers. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when I started out, I used to ask, okay, guys, what do you want to see? And I'd get like mm. one response. <laughs> and now I get like 50 to 100 responses. Yeah. So I just go through them and like pick the most that mm-hmm. people say. And like mm-hmm. a lot of my videos you'll probably notice are very similar. Yeah. And I just sort of keep repeating it because that's sort of what you need to do with a Driving the message home. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, I really just listen to the subscribers because they're obviously, at the end of the day, they know what they want to see. They know what they want to yeah. learn or hear mm-hmm. about. So. And do you also take influence from other YouTubers? Oh, 100%. Yeah. What, who, uh, like Shannon Beveridge yeah. and yeah, Ali Hills. I used to focus a lot like with topics of taboo. I used to get a lot of inspiration from her. Um, yeah, any of those sort of LA LGBT YouTubers mm. for sure. Mm. And yeah. have you sort of created a bit of a network with them? No, no? I wish. I wish. <laughs> we'll I tag know. them. We'll Reach tag out. them. Oh, they're so huge. I've met Amy Ordman in person. Yeah. 
Um, she was so sweet. Not that I haven't tried, but I just feel like I'm still so tiny. I'm so, sure that they would be thrilled yeah. to hear from you yeah. and would love to work with you. That'd be oh, a dream. <laughs> just don't get into like any makeup wars with anyone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, that won't be happening. That will not be happening. <laughs> I was actually going to say, have you been involved in any oh, vlogger oh, dramas? No. Because that's no. a great way to That's like, a great yeah. way to get, <laughs> get engagement. People know yeah, are, no, I haven't. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll start some tonight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyone if you want us to start rumors, we'll yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a part of the appeal is because YouTube we've mentioned YouTube didn't really exist when mm, we were younger no. and looking at it now I see like oh this is something you re- can really get invested in because mm. there's these these relationships with other vloggers mm. as well mm. and you kind of it's like I remember when you had to pick the Spice Girls or All Saints <laughs> when you were yeah. a kid and yeah. and you know, it's it's like its own world. So I think I would recommend getting mm. involved in some yeah. drama. <laughs> some drama. Would you do, it's, uh. and if you, this is a too personal question, please don't answer it. But would you describe yourself as a sort of a introverted person in your personal life? No. You're an introvert. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> yeah, so like I'm one of those people. I know how you see a lot of YouTubers and then they talk about their social anxiety and yeah. all that. Um, like I get anxiety a little bit. But no, if you ask any of my closest friends or my housemates, You're I'm the loudest. On camera I'm exactly the same. <laughs> right. I'm exactly the same. Oh, that's so same. interesting. Because yeah, yeah, I think it was when he was speaking to Christian Hull. He was, yeah, he I was found it really interesting. Himself as yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, what you see is I'm what you loud. Get. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, I saw a lot of this on Twitter a few months ago, where members of the LGBT community were upset because they believed that there was some prejudice happening with YouTube and the content that they were banning. Mm. So they were highlighting certain accounts that were getting away with practically hate speech and not yeah. getting taken down, but then videos mm-hmm. by queer YouTubers was getting blocked because of explicit content. You often see similar things on Instagram and other platforms as well. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was mainly coming from American bloggers and Twitter users mm-hmm. that I was seeing it. But do you think that's impacted the Australian YouTube scene at all? I don't know many other LGBT YouTubers in Australia, or at least not the content that I create. Yeah. But that's quite funny that you mentioned that because I was speaking to my manager about it the other day because I uploaded a video last week that had the term bisexual in the title. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was demonetized. Really? But a month ago or two months ago, I did a video that was how I knew I was bisexual and it's fully monetized. So YouTube's actually only, yeah, just picked up on bisexual as a word that they're going to... Wow. Wow. That's pretty bad. Huh. So it's definitely going to start affecting Australian YouTubers. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And um, for us that are not entirely computer savvy or <laughs> too old to the YouTube game, uh, monetizing and demonetizing, can you explain that a bit? Demonet- if, if a video becomes demonetized, it just means that it's not suitable for most advertisers. So no. you can't place ads or companies can't place ads on your video, meaning you can't get revenue, revenue from, yeah. from yeah. those videos. Yeah. How is the revenue? Um, <laughs> you know what bank are you no, on? No. no, seriously, ask away. Um, obviously, I'm tiny still. Like I only mm. make between. I wouldn't say tiny. I, mean, I wouldn't say tiny. Well, compared to Casey is this your main, Neistat, is this your main source no, of income? No, no not no. yet. But you've got tens of thousands of subscribers. Am I right? Fifty thousand? Is that correct? Nearly fifty thousand. Nearly fifty thousand, yeah. and then twenty thousand on Instagram. Yeah, that's a pretty chunky size. <laughs> yeah, if that's yeah, I guess. Good money, then I'd she be pissed right. off. Yeah, <laughs> I'm getting between like honestly, a good month would be five hundred. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. A bad month, three fifty. Yeah, so and do you have merch? Not yet. Okay, oh, that's good. I'll, I'll buy merch. some merch. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I stupidly wanted to ask. With the monetized videos, do you mm-hmm. get to pick where the ad uh-huh. is played? Okay, because oh, that drives me yes. so crazy. It's always the most integral part of the yeah. video, and, like, oh, and then it's like it's clever. Started yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like I see what you're yeah. doing. Yeah. Yeah. I saw because I was like, surely it's not by chance that it's like happening now. Yeah. yeah. Well, so you never used to be able to. It used to just place them at the start and uh-huh. at the end, and you used to have no other choice mm. now on videos over 10 minutes you can place however many you want which uh-huh. is if you see jake or logan paul they do one every two minutes yeah oh, right. no wonder there mm, you know yeah. <laughs> um i only do max two because yeah. i don't want to be that person mm-hmm. but i also want to make money so, yeah, so, yeah. so, so video's <laughs> going for less like if it's running at nine minutes 30 you do can you only have the put one an extra 30 seconds in so no you can <laughs> <go away>. <laughs> <laughs> so nah. i'm just gonna fold my laundry I'm just, for yeah, a little bit yeah. <laughs> i'm just gonna sit here and not yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to recap everything I said in the last Yeah. <laughs> so, Dutchie, spill. <laughs> How has being on YouTube affected your dating life? Um, Honestly, my dating life is probably the only thing I keep okay. private. Yeah. Fair enough. Like, I will share 
anything, pretty much all of them know <laughs> everything about me, yeah. even like my sexual experiences, just yeah. everything. But in terms of what's going on in my life, like right now, like yeah. no one knows, apart from my close friends, <laughs> no one knows because yeah, I think that's something that I want to keep yeah. private. That's yeah, yeah, that's fair. Do you find the people that you meet are already fans of you and know who you are or do you tend to go for people who are kind of just have oblivious to it? Yeah. Yeah. The second one. The second yeah, one. Yeah. No, one no one knows who I am. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you, do you have people reaching out online asking on dates and that sort of thing? No. Really? I get No, no. I get a lot of like it's all advice questions. I oh, do get all yeah. the time. What's the youngest age you would date? And yeah. I'm like, because oh. a lot of my subscribers are very young. <gasps> right. Well, my demographic's 18 to 24. Like mm-hmm. the massive chunk is 18 to 24. But obviously there is some younger people yeah. in there. And they're always like, how It's great that they've got someone that they can sort of see and reach out yeah. to as well. Yeah. Though. That's fantastic. Um, and that you're happy to answer those questions. I saw in yeah. your videos that you, you're saying that you respond to absolutely everybody yeah. that asks for advice mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. I think That's it's great. fantastic. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people, once they sort of get to the level of 50,000 subscribers or 20,000 on Instagram, are a little bit too busy to be it's hard. reading through all of the messages. So it's good hard. on you for, yeah. for going Definitely. through all that. We got our first nudes sent to our main account oh, on yes. Instagram <laughs> recently. Do people what? send you nudes? Um, yeah, on Tumblr, but I don't oh. think that comes from Is Tumblr still YouTube. around? <laughs> I think it just comes from being Tumblr. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, nudes on, but yeah. no, not yet. Oh. I'm glad. Uh, now you're appearing at VidCon Australia at the end of September. Uh, yeah. For those who don't know, what is VidCon and uh, what can YouTube fans expect? Oof, VidCon is insane. It's like a YouTube YouTube convention yeah. and you can just go and meet all your fave subscribers, hang out with them, go to their panels, meet and greets, all of that sort of mm. thing. It's Booths sick. and everything? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's and uh, do they have a lot, of, a lot of internationals come in for that too? They do. Amazing. Is this your first VidCon? It's my first going as a creator. What the heck? Congratulations. Oh. Yeah. That's huge. Literally. Oh, I can't. <laughs> yeah. I still can't. Where is um, it? <laughs> Melbourne Convention Centre. Oh, Ooh. huge. Yeah. Massive. Yeah. Congratulations. So. Uh, you're going to do some networking, meet some of your... Absolutely. Yeah. Start some drama. Yeah. Start some drama. Create some content. Yeah. Yeah. Us members of the LGBT are big on our networking. Oh yeah. It's uh-huh. like one of my skills. Isn't it one of the <laughs> options on Grinder? Like, yeah, it is. Is. I'm just here for networking. Yeah. I love I was actually looking at it the other day and I love the dichotomy between like networking right now, friends and yeah. like long term relationships. Yeah. Like, how can That's you the be four looking? modes of gaming? Tom, Tom yeah. is always best networking at Wedding Wellington. <laughs> it just amazes me that you can be looking for those four very disparate things yeah. in the same place. With VidCon coming up and networking, I know like even right now, crossover, crossovers are big. Mm-hmm. Is there anyone you're looking out for at VidCon for potential crossovers and networking and at the moment, there's not really anyone in my niche. So, like, I would never collaborate with someone purely to grow. Well, if they were in my niche, then 100%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's no one going that I'm sort of at the moment like, yeah, I'd love to work with them. Of course, I'd want to meet with them and be mm. their bestie. <laughs> but not really. But I, I that, that is a massive thing. Like, VidCon, that is a massive mm. thing. And a lot of people do that, especially people in the same niche and, like, people that do want to often do that. And, like, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that's what happens. You sort of go and obviously you stay in a hotel and all the feature creators, like, are on the same level. So you can do collabs and stuff. (laughs) It makes it super easy to do that. So yeah, absolutely. The pheromones would be in the air. (laughs) Because I've been, I go to like Comic Con and PAX at the Mm -hmm. convention center, and you can smell it in there. Oh really? You're like, someone's (laughs) hooking up somewhere. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you can catch Dutchie at the convention center at VidCon. It's the 19th to the 22nd of September in Melbourne. Dutchie, can you let our listeners know where people can follow you and check out your videos? You guys can find me on YouTube as Dutchie. That's a little bit more complicated for my Instagram <laughs> and Twitter because of my last name. So it's at Megan Dykeman. I don't know if y'all want me to spell it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Spell, yeah. It. Yeah. spell it. It's not so, phonetically. Okay, it's M-E-G-A-N-D-I-J-K-M-A-N. We actually had a conversation before you arrived being like, who's going yeah, to Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm going <laughs> to fuck this up. Yes. <laughs> who's going to get it wrong? Yeah. Dutchie, so, thanks so much for coming in so and joining much. us. It's been a real treat to have you here and Aww. can't wait to see uh, your future content and see what VidCon. Yeah, Thank you so sure. much. Thanks for having me. It's been a fun interview. Can we play you out with like Pass That Dutch? <laughs> oh, totally. Oh, that's the other thing I did. Sorry to yeah. blow this out. So one of my colleagues was like, Dutchie is like this big term in the female biker community oh. where okay. they're like Dutchie like, but yes. with double E. And she's right. like, is it the same thing? And so we Googled Urban Dictionary mm-hmm. Dutchie 
and there are numerous interpretations. Dutchie can be, let's go use your mum's car and have a Dutchie, uh-huh. which oh. is like a hot box. <laughs> oh, yeah. When okay. You, yeah. So that's Future a video. Dutchie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then also a joint with cardboard. Oh, yeah. It's called a Dutchie. It's also a adjective for like a busted up home as well. They said, oh, like Carl's place is looking real Dutchie. Oh, <laughs> oh my so Lord. Can, there's only people call me Dutchie, but that's just because my grandparents are Dutch. Oh. <laughs> and I think yeah. it describes Dutch people as well. Yeah. But yeah. the more you know. The more you know. <laughs> yeah. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I want to talk to you guys about the census. Now, I know it's not a very <laughs> exciting topic. I'm excited. But I'm fascinated by it. Uh, do you guys follow the Australian Bureau of Statistics on Twitter? Avidly. Uh, <laughs> they actually post interesting stats every now and then, and it all comes from the yeah. census. That So, yeah. every five years, they hold a census mm-hmm. where they ask every citizen a whole lot of questions about their life and their living conditions and that sort of thing. And it's compulsory. It is compulsory. Oh. And Australia's census is considered one of the most extensive in the world. A lot Wait, of When was the last one then? Three years ago was the last one. I don't remember doing it. <laughs> Well, then you broke a law. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Am I going to jail? <laughs> Definitely. The government spends a huge amount of money and effort to make sure they capture as many citizens mm-hmm. uh, yeah. as possible <laughs> on on census night. So yeah. you can do it electronically or mm-hmm. through paper. But in the olden days when it was only paper, and when I say the olden days, I mean <laughs> living Very memory. <laughs> they would have to make sure hotels had the oh. census form because everyone had to do it on the same night. Or at least oh. you had to fill it out for the night that it was announced yeah. for. So even if you did it the next day, you had to fill it out saying of where you spent the night and that sort of thing. Like it's specifically huh. for that night. So they can say on this night, on this date, this is what everyone was doing it and where they were stressful. living and that sort of thing. And they even send people out into indigenous communities and that sort of mm-hmm. thing to make sure that they're capturing information from people in remote areas. Wow. Interestingly though, in Australia, we don't ask people their sexual preferences or gender identity on the census. Mm, um, yeah. There's a lot of arguments as to whether we should do it or whether we shouldn't do it. The reason it's sort of come into conversation now is that a huge list of uh, Australian medical organisations have released a statement recommending that it be included on the 2021 census, which is the next one coming up. Mm. Obviously, one of the reasons that these medical organisations want to include statistics about people's Mm -hmm. sexual preferences and gender identity is because it then means they can focus efforts and and resources in certain areas. Exactly, yeah. Like, I'm an old tinfoil hat wearer (laughs) from way back. Like, I don't like giving the government anything. I'm, like, constantly incognito modes on yeah. my computer. I, I think I agree with that. Um, really? But, but when it comes to this yeah. and from my professional history as oh, yes, well, I have a very different viewpoint. Yeah. Because we've talked about mental health and mm-hmm. the LGBT community on the show and I generally refer back to the same mm. two or three reports that have mm. been done in the past 10 years because that's all that's really out there. Mm. Yeah. I feel like in this day and age where there's a lot of dangerous rhetoric being thrown around Mm -hmm. and a lot of hate speech being paraded as like political opinions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When it comes to those arguments, the only way to fight back is with cold, hard statistics. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. You cannot beat this battle with empathy or with feelings or Mm. anything like that. You need Mm -hmm. the cold, hard numbers. But for me, I think it's scary with our government and like the US government in the way that they are now. They're not really the biggest fans of the gays. And I feel weird about giving information that I'm gay to them because then they can That's find interesting. me. Yeah. So the way a true census properly works. Yeah. I, know, look, I, I know that there's probably some, some dodgy countries that do some dodgy stuff with some dodgy information. <laughs> but I mean, the Australian government can't keep a leader yeah. for more than a few months. They're not that organized to find yeah. your <laughs> That's, census. That's very true. But the way a true census works is that your name is not mm. attached to any data. Oh, your yeah. name 
game is ticked off to make sure that you've right. done the census. Yeah. But so they tell us. There's not a file somewhere that has Kyle Dowsett's okay, responses yeah. saying, right. oh, Kyle Dowsett owns this. But your answers are connected to each other. Yeah. So it's given a number so that they can say, well, you know, a person mm. living in this, this part of Melbourne is statistically likely to have this kind of job yeah. and this kind of income. And, and, yeah. and be have, gay. Yeah. There's a gay in there. <laughs> I know it. Come out. But it, but it will be interesting with that sort of thing. I think it's really interesting looking when we look at these sorts of things. The only reason it's not on there is because it never has been. So mm. each year they, they pretty much copy yeah. all of the questions that they've had from previous, the yeah. last one, so and then they go, what else do we need to add into this? And, mm. so, you know, so there's questions that wouldn't have been relative 50 years ago that have been added in over the last 50 yeah. years and so on and so forth. So once we add it in there, it'll hopefully we'll stay in there and, and that sort of thing if we decide it's the right thing That's to do. That's interesting because a lot of people can't even admit their sexuality to themselves Yeah, and other people. So this- Are you locked into that? Like, because I know a lot of people, <laughs> like a lot of, like people evolve. Well, like yeah, a, lot of, no, a lot of people, but again, like, it's grow about and change. What's happened, yeah, what, so. When they used census statistics, they're talking about what people's position or status was at the time that the census was right. taken. Okay. Yeah. So then they use it to compare. So okay. they can say in this area of Melbourne, mm-hmm. in the last census, the people were earning this much, but now they're earning this much. At so it's become a more time. affluent area yeah. or jobs have yeah. been lost in this rural area. And we can know that because the census says mm-hmm. that statistically people are earning less money in this area and that sort of stuff. It sounded yeah. like you were worried people were going to hold you to it. You must have gay sex. <laughs> uh, no, because I was just going to say sexuality is so fluid nowadays. Absolutely. I, I bet that would be a really big problem for a lot of people because being constricted by no, yeah. what they are giving you to tick in like each box. Well, yeah, that's also an important statistic to be able to capture. Yeah, that's changing. Well, yeah. To yes. see, be able also, to... they're going to need a really long form for like all the different... Well, you write it in. Yeah. It's it's like when I think a few years ago there was a big joke about how you could list yourself as a Jedi yeah. as oh, your yeah. like chosen your, religion. Yeah. Religion, um, yeah, which is which thing. is actually shat me. Like I know it was like a thing of people trying to be cool and funny. I know and but it's laugh like taking this it. and then it's like real. Yeah, bit, like, so then we issues. had something like well, something like six percent of Australians identified as Jedi as their religion. Yeah, and it's like oh well, no, this this yeah. is actually an important tool that needs. Yeah, I agree with that. To be used in order to to make sure we're putting the right resources in the right places and that sort of thing. One thing that I'm really interested in seeing Mm -hmm. if they do introduce this for the 2021 census is finding out about this mythological 10%. I think we've all like 10% of the population. Yeah. Yeah. I remember at school, it was like one in 10 people is gay. So three people in this class must be gay. And then going around (laughs) and working out which of the three, which was always me. Yeah, it's like, well, just me, 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 I'm all three. Yeah. (laughs) There's three times. But uh, so uh, that 10% was first used. Interestingly, by Alfred Kinsey, who invented the the Kinsey scale, who we discussed about in the live show. But it's been argued against Mm. a lot that this 10% exists. And also the 10% used to be, he said it was gay, but now it's used to say LGBTQIA+. So it'd be really interesting to see what that actual statistic is. Yeah. uh, Do you think it'd be a lot more than 10%? I think think in certain areas, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, gosh, have you guys been to like a Mardi Gras parade? There's more than 10%. Imagine if they held it on Mardi Gras night. That would really skew the statistics towards Sydney. I think it'd be less, but I want to know how much I've fucked through. How the, many you've been through? The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want to know different percentage. You want to know. I want to come. know. Yeah. yeah how much of it I've fucked mm-hmm. up already. Because <laughs> if we're going off like some places recorded as whole pie <laughs> as low as like four yeah. percent, and in that case. I've got a very sad future yeah. ahead of me. They do ask in the in America about sexual identity, uh, mm. which is an interesting thing because a lot of people in the millennial age bracket were yeah. m- had much higher mm-hmm. instances of, of identifying but as think, LGBTQIA+. Yeah, I think in the US one, when they measure it, they only measure your sexual orientation if you're in a relationship. So I believe only- that's what they're going to do in the next one, but there's controversy so- in the US because from now on, they're not going to be asking, right. do you identify as yeah. LGBTQIA+. It's or just plus. if you're in a relationship you, yeah. or not. So they're actually God, they're going to lose. Find that they have a lot more lesbians than gays. <laughs> <laughs> but the American statistics are an interesting thing to look at because yeah. of the age bracket thing. Overall, in 2012, the results from America had 3.5% of Americans identifying as LGB or T. Mm-hmm. And then in 2016, it was 4.1. So it rose by 0.6 of a percent. I don't think that the actual amount of people who identify as LGB mm-hmm. or T rose. Yeah. I think it's people who are willing to tick that box on a form rose yeah. in that span of time, which then sort of opens up how do you ask the question? So the question that they ask in America was, 
do you personally identify as lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender? And that's where people start to have an issue with right. this because it's not it's not a hard data census yeah. question. Yeah, because then what even counts as homosexuality? Well, Can exactly. I go to your history? Exactly. Is it just like if I slept with a guy once in 19-whatever? Exactly. And yeah. then, 19 yeah. whatever. <laughs> Sorry, I was speaking for Tom. <laughs> <laughs> 1902. Yeah. Uh, we're on the Titanic. Uh, yeah, no, it's true though. It, yeah, it, like what had, counts? And also, are you in a position to be able to tick that box? A lot mm-hmm. of people will have the family sitting around the table for I remember oh yeah like everyone's like definitely straight well yeah I mean there there are going to be guys that are you know might be heterosexual men or Mm. publicly identify as heterosexual that are married who are actually in fact bisexual yeah um, who aren't comfortable ticking that box in front of their wife Mm. or or you know um, teenagers living at home might yeah that'd be so uncomfortable so it's the problem for me is the wording of the question saying do you personally identify as lesbian gay bisexual or transgender well I've got two problems one of them is that Mm. because if you're asking what is your income? You've, that's a hard data fact that you yeah. can answer. If you're asking what is your age, mm-hmm. how many kids do you have, do you have yeah. a disability, what is your ethnic background, these are hard data facts. Mm. But whether or not you identify as something yeah. is very much as to whether you're comfortable saying that. Yeah. So I think the question should be, do you openly identify as blah, blah, yeah. blah, 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 would be a, a, a more truer statistic. Yeah, if, that's if true. Yeah. Hopefully the online option alleviates some of that Some of that, well. but I don't think it um, would yeah. fully. Because I see it on Catfish all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't it cancel that? Weren't you like devastated? We'll get to that yeah. later. Okay, yeah, we'll get to that later. Totally that's the next topic. <laughs> but I see it on Catfish a lot where people explore their sort of sexuality mm. online yeah. because it is a space where they it's can detach space. from their true yeah their mm-hmm. day-to-day lives or there's some secure there's some privacy sorry mm. there for them that I totally remember doing the paper forms yeah. with my family and, which you still can do yeah. um I would never opt to do that ever mm. <laughs> again in my life mm. so yeah. I think the online option hopefully helps out I, it's a it's a tricky thing to word because I'm sure it goes through 50 different mm. checks mm. you you know it it's not census person one mm. writing yeah. it you know that they must have to sign off from mm-hmm. so many different parties and get it worded in such a particular yeah. way yeah I would just hate for us to be looking at a statistic and saying oh well no one in this rural area identified as LGBT or I so that means we don't need to put any resources there oh uh, yeah I think we should be looking and going well no one openly identifies totally. so what can so, we do about so that so how <laughs> yeah. can we you know create services or, or whatever in those areas yeah. so that people who are yeah. not comfortable coming out about their you sexual would... identity or gender identity mm. yeah you would hope the people that are pushing for this option to be included in in the census have some sensitivity yeah. and awareness of the struggles and the unique difficulties of the LGBT. You would hope so, but we will still have a liberal government by yeah. the time the next comes yeah. around. So, I'm not so it kind of <laughs> does contradict what I was saying before because members of the Liberal Party and extremely conservative types can turn any statistic mm. into a straw man argument yeah. and kind of say, well, yeah. sure, you have... X amount of LGBT people in a certain area, but there's always a but. You know <laughs> that figure's skewed because of X, Y, and Z. Mm, yeah, I, I just hope it's used the other way as well mm. by a more sympathetic party. Yeah, to be able to say there are unique circumstances yeah. to being a member of our community that can skew data, mm, mm. and and we see it in mental health, and and we see it in health in general and how people reach out to services and use them and their visibility in day-to-day life mm. is all affected by that i still feel yeah tinfoil hattie like i don't like i don't want to yeah. give this information to people that i feel I saw like this might is the one do place a bad thing the but then thing I, I, though, you, yeah. you're on so many different social media i know things. i was like i'm on a fucking podcast called the gays yeah. revolt like they'll <laughs> never find me <laughs> but um yeah i guess i've got two years until 2021 yeah. to decide yeah what, what your <laughs> just around the corner are, yeah. it's like we all saw the handmaid's tale yeah that like, like oh. literally I think that is what's sticking in my mind like oh god like what do they call them gender traders my other concern about this questioning though is yeah. that being gay and being transgender are such completely yeah. different things we are in a community because we're outcasts yeah. from mainstream and and so we've sort of banded together and created this sort of union mm. of people that are attracted sexually to 
other gender people. Gender traders. As, <laughs> yeah, if you will. And, um, and also gender diverse people because it's because we're on the fringes of mainstream society. But yeah. when we're looking at what resources those community groups need, it's very different things. And I think making the one question, are you LGBTI, actually doesn't give you that useful yeah, just data. Yeah, group it all it actually, and, and they're also not mutually exclusive. So you can be gay and transgender. You can be straight and transgender. Yeah, you so can true. be bisexual and transgender. So I think it really needs to be two different questions. Do you publicly identify as gay, lesbian, and bi? And then separately, do you identify as transgender or gender diverse? Because it's important that we're getting both of those. Yeah, that's if you carry data. on questions from that. It's not, yeah, it's yeah. not as easy as just kind of like one question. Yeah, are yeah. you part of this LGBTI yeah. community? I mean, that'll be helpful for where to plan the next <laughs> Pride Parade. Yay. But aside from that, when we're looking at divvying up uh, resources and stuff, it's a very different question. That's really interesting because... It does touch on what we've talked about before, which is like infighting between the letters. Mm. And, and yeah. I could see the argument to be made, well, they should all be separated mm-hmm. because the services that the individual members of our community require sure. are so different to one another mm. as opposed to just plunking the gender aspect, you know. Mm. Yeah, the sense as, definitely as, needs a few more pages. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I could see that being a can of Yeah, I mean, I worms. think that it's, it's, it's fairer to sort of put sexual preference together and gender identity together as yeah. sort of being the two major separations in that jumble of letters. Yeah. If it was my way, it would be like, write your own synopsis yes, sure. <laughs> in here, yeah. like a blank box where I can say, well, this is how I identify. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you a and story. Let me tell you something. It all started <laughs> Luke was a in little boy 1986. <laughs> but unfortunately, it's probably not going to be that way for a very long time. I, I think it's a positive start yeah, to absolutely. get yeah. the sort of groundwork, base work data and then you refine it from there. So we're a little late to the party on this one, but I always <laughs> like an opportunity to talk about pop music Yay. so I can swerve it over to Charlie oh, good, I'll have a nap. <laughs> Inevitably. But there's been a lot of news about Little Nas X, an oh, American yes. rapper yeah. who has just broken a record mm-hmm. for his number one song, Old Town Road. Yeah, that plays on everything. <laughs> I have you guys... actually love it. I'm so I, I do of... like it, but it's I have It's so no rare idea. that you guys mention a recent <laughs> song and I've heard it, but I actually love it. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, and there's so many remixes as yeah. well. Look, a lot of people love it because it's been at number one in the US for 17 weeks now. So it's now the longest leading number one single by a queer artist. In Hot 100 history. That's yeah. amazing. That's like surpassing Elton John's Candle in the Wind. It's pretty fucking... Be Mariah Carey. <laughs> it's pretty fucking incredible to overtake like the tribute song for Princess Diana. Wow. Like that is amazing. That's With this nice. song as well. Yeah. Like I don't a, know if you country rappy song. song. <laughs> the thing I find really interesting about this is that it's kind of an intersection of a lot of different things yeah. happening at the same time, not to get all theoretical on it, but you have a queer person of color mm-hmm. making country music yeah, yeah. and rap music yeah. and achieving a level of mainstream success. I yeah. don't think anyone I mean, really th- those two crowds are generally known for loving gays mm. <laughs> or people yeah. of color, like for country music yeah. people. Well, that's the thing that's so interesting. Yeah. Like there's a lot of queer male rappers mm. that I follow that have just not been able to replicate or reach this kind of success yeah. ever. I was seeing tweets about it and didn't even connect the dots yeah. that this was the same thing mm-hmm. as like Leaf or Big Frida, you know. It, it just didn't connect to me yeah. that someone had, a person of colour for one, mm-hmm. had achieved such success in demographics that aren't very supportive of them at yeah. all. Yeah. I started thinking about other artists and who have, sort of been in this space and yeah. the only one I could think of is like Frank Ocean yeah, I was gonna say. as well getting a lot of mainstream coverage he really pushed that boundary of hip hop music mm. and homosexual like that is such a tense yeah. relationship there rap that- really has like a brand of homophobia like we mm. were I think last week's episode you weren't here for it but now after show we were discussing homophobic celebrities and a lot of them that we were mentioned were rappers yeah it, it became Popular. Yeah. I, I think the age of like Eminem mm. and and that era of rap 
really popularized like overt homophobia yeah, in hip hop. Like oh. I don't think it really was as prominent before then in like old school mm. hip hop and rap, but homophobia became a brand yeah. with Eminem and mm. it sort of picked up from there. And the thing that really interests me about Frank Ocean is he came from the Odd Future mm. collective, which is yeah. a hip hop and rap collective in um, okay. America, which has Tyler, the creator. Oh yeah. Tyler. Um, and a number of other rappers. And I heard their music first. Mm. And some of it, like Goblin by Tyler, the creator, made me really uncomfortable as a gay man mm -hmm. because they mm. did use the F word in some of those yeah. tracks. And to hear that a mm. openly LGBTI artist had come out of that collective yeah, yeah. and then won like album of the year in a number of places mm. really kind of blew my mind that I thought maybe this relationship isn't as black and white yeah. as we kind of perceive it yeah. to be that it's, it's men making kill the fags mm. rap music and white dudes making kill the homos country yeah. music. Yeah. The reality is much, much blurrier mm. than that mm. but you liked the song i thought it was a fantastic yeah. song no, it's um, a good song the video clip is stunning as well i mean yeah. he's stunning so yeah he was he helps. was on, so he was on the cover of time all oh, right yes. he's like he's just the like August. gone full gay now yeah <laughs> like, where, um i think it's a beautiful song it's a beautiful great. mash of uh two different styles mm -hmm. um and i can definitely see why it's been as popular as it has been i like that also because a few people were getting up him that it wasn't country enough so they took him off the charts for country <laughs> and then what he did was, was like fuck you and he got billy ray cyrus onto his yeah, track right. to like featuring on it yeah so then to country it up so and then he like miley's dad again. Yeah. yeah miley's dad he's still around apparently yeah <laughs> but um that was really smart i think yeah yeah the thing i wanted to ask you guys is do you feel like this song is potentially quite palatable mm -hmm. for a queer audience because just a few weeks ago yeah we discussed like what makes queer cinema what makes queer yeah. films mm -hmm. queer films and I hate to like praise Troy Sivan, yeah, because I fucking hate that, that guy. I love it. Don't say that. As palatable as his music is, at least things like Bloom had yeah. this like subliminal, 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 subliminal queer messaging in yeah. it. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was about bottoming. Yeah, and, yeah. and Little Nas X has been pretty upfront that no, this song is just about riding a. Horse. It's literally yeah. yeah, and he had to clarify that. <laughs> I, I think on Twitter he's like, it's his, definitely I don't just think riding. It's his responsibility to have to write Make a song every about song, bottoming, like, bottoming. You know, gay, like gay, gay. I think it's just incredible that he's mm. he's written a song that he wanted to write, and yeah. he is a queer person of color, and that we're, the society is evolving to a point where you can be a queer person of color and write a song that's be respected just as much yeah. as if it was a straight guy or a white guy or whatever that we're no longer caring about who makes the music we're caring about the music itself yeah. so I get what you're saying where it would be nice if there were some other messages in there um, but it's he not, does he's have not a song, required to do that so, so that song's really popular but he has a song that he came out with right. which is called Closure mm -hmm. and the L is a seven and then I also found out that seven is because the seven colours in the rainbow and right, then he, like, right. he, yeah, and he had this whole well um, he snuck like a pride flag into his yeah album. yeah and then right. I think he tweeted a photo of him pointing at the flag like, saying yeah, didn't, well, yeah, yeah. you all know about this already yeah, yeah. Like, I, I tried to come so out so many cute. times actually yeah. I listened to the song today I actually really like it like I get what you're saying Tom but I wonder if we uh, at a point where we no longer need representation and like we need people to be making those yeah. like uh, I think yeah, it's I, great I, that I, people I think we do need it still I yeah. don't think we need to celebrate when someone accomplishes something like this yeah for me it, it puts it into the like hooray for you territory mm. <laughs> because I'm just like yeah you because you, you're a miserable like, kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah I look at it and go like you've achieved this incredible success hooray yeah. for you I, I don't like the song personally. That's okay. Yeah, oh, I mean, you're no. not required to like it. Yeah. Objectively, I know in my head, mm -hmm. well, if he had released a 13-minute, like, mm -hmm. abstract soundscape about <laughs> douching oh, with, like, Inuit throats still might come. <laughs> like, no pun intended. He, he's probably not going to hit number one and break yeah. any records. Yeah. Would that be an amazing, like, artistic... He's easing the crowd, like, the audience into it. <laughs> he's pulling a Bjork where yeah. you start a pop and <laughs> then, then, bam, then you go crazy. <laughs> I, I understand that. I understand yeah. you can't achieve this level of success by being weird but he should and also just be making like, the music he wants to make so I hope that it, it's just that this is the song he wanted to make and he hasn't yeah. necessarily it doesn't necessarily mean that he's stopped himself from, from writing about bottoming it's just that that song wasn't in him and like because oh, the, maybe, yeah. like he's just recently come out like his next album might yeah. really dive into that yeah exactly yeah I yeah. want it now though <laughs> <laughs> want it now. she's impatient well you just gonna have to <laughs> listen to Troy Sivan until it comes I'm sorry oh, darling gosh. I can't believe that I actually praise <laughs> Troy Sivan I love uh, Troy Sivan you what leave have you Troy, Troy Sivan my I 
South African. Uh, yeah. <laughs> My fellow gay South African. Is it because he reminds you too much of Kyle? <gasps> it's just like that exact representation of being a gay male that I've seen my entire life. So I'm hang on a second. So Teresa Vaughn is singing about his personal life and you don't <laughs> Tom, like that. you should know you can't make Luke Lass happy. <laughs> X isn't singing enough about his personal life and then you don't like that either. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay, <laughs> cool. Agree. <laughs> Absolutely. I look at Leaf who's working, sorry to just like throw a lot mm. of incomprehensible bullshit out there, but Leaf is working with Sophie who's mm-hmm. like a trans, okay. hardcore electronic producer. Yeah. And no one's hearing that. And those songs are overt. Oh, yeah, we about, need more yeah. of that sort of stuff. But uh, like we've said before, like we need we need to take... Yeah. Unfortunately, the world can't just mm-hmm. jump into... And it's also, I think, different people's journeys. Like, yeah. you don't, like, they don't owe anybody to, like, I have to have this giant coming out. Like, he just... He didn't even want to come out. He did the way he wanted. And it was just... He yeah. was really inspired by Pride. And I hope it does lead to people like Leaf and... Who was this person? I don't know Leaf. About, I don't know anything <laughs> about pop music. But whoever this wonderful trans pop Sophie. artist is, Sophie, um, I hope that this does lead to, to people like yeah. that being... Uh, on the top of this billboard for 17 yeah. weeks. But just because he's not Look, as I, out I, there as, yeah. as you'd like. Like I said, hooray for him. Yeah. I, I like have no bad blood on the record against <laughs> Little Nas. And I think it's great, but uh, it's And of it's course, June next week, yeah, we have Little Nas, Little Nas on the show. special guest. <laughs> it's, it's just not what I look for in, in like yeah, that's fair queer representation yeah. and queer music. I mean, I'm not a huge in, Elton John fan, but I think he's done some pretty amazing stuff as well. Oh my gosh, when we, well. I became a fan of him after we went to the screening of, of that movie. Man. Yeah. yeah. It's really good. Yeah. So we've made it to the end of another tumultuous episode. <laughs> <laughs> so lovely to have all three of us back in the studio. Yeah, and and to have Dutchie was a lot of fun. Absolutely. Thank, thanks so much Thank to Dutchie for to coming Dutchie. along and joining us. Yeah. Luke, you're guesting on uh, Lip's new podcast, Sinister <laughs> Sissies. I'll be joining Jared to talk about a couple of gay serial Ooh, killers. Ooh, and amazing. He's like, Luke is the first one I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, basically all the stuff I don't say on this show mm-hmm. is what you get to is say on that what one. I say. There's not a lot well, you I'm, don't say on this show. Yeah. <laughs> No, believe it or not, there is. Stuff. I love that they were thinking. Oh, we need someone to talk about gay psychopaths. Let's get looking. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Talk about what you know. Yeah. Oh, and also, I won't be here for the next two weeks. Oh I, yeah, you're going on your yeah. trip. Yeah. So in T minus two days, I'm flying to Italy. My oh, first time bless. Europe. Very excited. Little family holiday. You're going to go see your mum, yeah? Yeah, I haven't seen oh, her in like, like two years. So. Gorgeous. With your brother. We are so losing hosts. I wonder like. if they'll bother opening Puffdorf while you're not here. <laughs> <laughs> they'll make no money. <laughs> but before I leave, we're actually going to be discussing intimacy in our after show mm. this week. Yes. You're so good at it, you could barely pronounce it. So <laughs> good. <laughs> and what kind of intimacy stuff will we be talking about, Kyle? Like physical intimacy Ooh. and emotional intimacy. Spiritual. Ooh. Spiritual intimacy. You want to ask us what it's like in case it ever happens to you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Please, like anyone's ever going to get with you guys anytime soon. <laughs> like, I'm the most experienced. Well, if anyone wants to listen to our Patreon, you can head over to patreon.com slash pod and sign up. It's only six US dollars a month I'm sorry that we have to charge it in US dollars by the way I just we've yeah. never really apologised for that it's just that's what the <laughs> that website does that was my does. decision dollar, dollar, I, wanted, I wanted it in US currency <laughs> I requested yeah, South African rand but yeah. <laughs> um, it's only six, six US dollars a month and uh, you get a bonus little mini episode every mm-hmm. week so you can what sign a pleasure. up there until then don't forget to follow us uh, on our socials and uh, yep. we love you see you next week bye bye, bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.